What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Hello and welcome to Love Life and All Things Weird. And guess what? We're back. Your hosts, we're Suzanne. Back. We're back. And we're cheeky as ever. <laughs> I think everybody thought we got divorced, that we were going to have to break up the radio show and only ever come on like once every other week and share. You know what I'm saying? Share custody mm-hmm. of our radio show. <laughs> <laughs> Share custody of the radio show. It's like the pet. <laughs> okay. And the kids. The pet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just points of view. Yeah. So, but we're back. Uh, we're here and we're and we're you know, it's been super fun though to create with other to have guests and stuff to kind of like change it up and um, you know, that's been our whole um thing of two thousand seventeen is change and transformation transformation and um blowing shit up. So why wouldn't we change up the radio show, you know? I know a little right? bit. So yeah. So it's it, pretty fun much and, you know Huh? I said pretty much nothing didn't change in 2017, so, you know. Yeah. We're, like, so not used to talking to each other now. Hi, <laughs> I'm Suzanne. You're Megan. <laughs> We're on I'm the radio Megan. show, Love Life and All Things Weird. So, yeah. um... <laughs> No, but we we are excited to be back. 2018 is going to be an amazing year. Um, I don't know if you guys feel the energy of 2018, but wow. Um, I feel like all of the change in 2017, all of the roller coaster that I experienced um, is has really set me up for 2018. So I'm super excited. I'm super excited about the trajectory of our show. And I'm, I really am happy about our talk today because – it came out of an experience and a conversation that Megan and I had over New Year's. We went up to Lava Hot Springs in Idaho um, and spent a few days up there, um, and it was it, it it was really so magical. The whole experience being in lava. I was recovering from cosmetic surgery, not my face, my boobs <laughs> that I had to replace. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody always wants to know. Um, so my my boobs were 15 years old, so I had to replace them. So I was um, I was. Um, so now you have baby the, boobs. Now I have baby boobs. Man, they're not teen boobs, um, but baby boobs. <laughs> totally. So, anyways, um, maybe that's all a little TMI, but <laughs> but we have so much 
magic and fun in lava. And this conversation came about. Do you want to tell the story, love? You're a very good teller. You're a very good storyteller. Okay. Well, um, when we were in Italy, not this last year, but the year before for Maestro, I believe it was 2016, um, I we were in we'd been to Florence and we had accidentally happened upon the statue of David. I don't know how we did that, um, which was really like it just oh and like I, the the way that I describe Italy is you get uh, assaulted by art <laughs> every it's a beautiful assault I have to say it is yeah it's mm-hmm. a beautiful assault but I was just really in the energy of like the Renaissance and being at the heart of the Renaissance in Florence and. I've always had this huge admiration for Leonardo da Vinci and also for um, just like his mind and like I have like some of his journals and I just love to, I don't know what the hell he's saying in them, but it's like, it's so amazing to look at all of the lines and drawings and there's just something that just always turned me on about that and I went through a program called uh, Think Like Leonardo da Vinci uh, many years ago. Anyway, so I've just always had this sort of love affair I've been watching Da Vinci's Demons on Stars, which is was really epic for the first two seasons and got all violent and stuff. But um Suzanne <laughs> and I were having Suzanne and I were having um dinner in Siena and I got this whole like chills over my whole body and I was like, Whoa, like what's this? And I literally felt the energy or the presence of that consciousness of Leonardo da Vinci. And um and I talked to Suzanne about it, and Suzanne was like, because she's the real channel, right? <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, she's the real channel. I'm like, uh, that's kind of what I'm getting. And, you, and she was like, that's, it's, that feels really light to me. And anyway, like one of the messages that I got was that I was something that had to do with creation that was, um, that was very unique. I was a unique frequency of creation on the planet that I was here to open something up in the same way that he was is very different we're very different kinds of creators but we each had a unique vibration that's why nobody's ever really been able to match what he the the scope of his creation is that he he was really a unique vibration with regards to creation on the planet Mm -hmm. and so anyway that happened and then I, it was super cool and magic and everything else, and then I promptly pushed it aside, <laughs> as you do with these magical experiences, right? Mm-hmm. So, and um, Suzanne and I created this really awesome program in December. Um, we will be launching it as an evergreen. People love this program. It was called the Alchemy of Magic. We did 21 days of magical experiments and infusions. And one day we were getting ready to like um, upload the, the day's experiment we got in this conversation about what happened with da vinci and um suzanne was like and i was like hey we we have to stop talking about this we have to get the real infusion up and she's like no i think it's this and i'm like no and she's like i think you need to tell this story i'm like no <laughs> and like i got i really got in my shit about it and that's how i knew that there was that's how i knew that there was really something there and what mm-hmm. i what what when I told the story, I had all this emotional energy come through. I was just like crying about it, and one of the things that came out of that was that I had um, I was in his life 
at that time, mm-hmm. and I had held space for a lot of what came out, came through him and was like, basically, like, you can do it. Like, I was kind of like I do in this lifetime where I really hold space for people to bring forward their big creations in life. And the, no matter how weird they are, no matter how <laughs> esoteric they are, um, like, I really believe that I hold space for or I be space for the new blueprints of creation on this planet and the, mm-hmm. the new mm-hmm. blueprints for the planet. And mm-hmm. that's very ballsy to say, and it's very <laughs> – I'm like, I don't even want to say it out loud on the radio right now. I just don't. Mm-hmm. And so um, – Good job, you. I, good job, me. And one of the things that we invited our group to do in the infusion was to take a look at all of the things in – in the world that you admire or that you're like turned on by, like if you're turned on by Einstein, if you're turned on by a piece of art or whatever, and it's just you've always been fascinated with it or fascinated with that city is like, what part of creating that did you, were you involved in? What part of contributing to that did you have? And um, in, in, in one of the things that I talk a lot about in my Live Your Magic course is if you don't acknowledge your magic, you bastardize it. So it's not even just acknowledging our creations we know about, right? Like the, oh, yeah, like I acknowledge I wrote, but I have um, two chapters in two best-selling books this last year, right? Like that's a that's a physical mm-hmm. creation I did in this life. Uh, but it's actually looking at what, uh, th- what exists on this planet that brought more consciousness were you part of in any lifetime. And and what would it take for us to be no perceive and receive that and acknowledge that so that that energy can be more alive in the present time. And one of the awarenesses that I have now is that the the masters, the people who came to bring more consciousness to this planet, whether they are embodied or not, have a vested interest in the change that is occurring on this planet, and we can tap these energies. In my Creatorpreneur Club, everybody's like playing with tapping energies of different people. For some people, it's maybe their their muse was somebody in their family that passed, or for some people, it might be mm-hmm. Catherine the Great or whatever. It's like there's this all this magic happening as um, I've invited the group to open up to this magic. So I a lot of sort of there's so much percolating from this right now Mm -hmm. and um because of me sharing it and using it as a particular experiment for people um i asked suzanne when we went to lava hot springs which is really it's kind of like sedona it's like a vortex what i like Mm -hmm. to say is there's saints and white beaters in equal measure there and (laughs) all it is to do is eat scones uh drink and soak and so I figured we'd have a little time, and I asked Suzanne if she would help mediate a conversation with Da Vinci. I'm like, I need to, I need to continue this conversation, and mm-hmm. maybe you can maybe pick up some piece of what you want, and then we can talk about our project. But I'd like to get into our show topic as well, pretty quick. Here. So, what you sure. got? Yeah, Tell me what you got? Tell me yeah. what I was like. Yeah, so when Megan said, "Hey, I think we should I think we should channel Da Vinci when we go to lava." And I was like, "WTF? Like I am not necessarily a channeler. You know, that's not how I really see my gifts or whatever." So I was like, "Yeah, okay, sure, honey. I'll just channel Da Vinci. No worries." Right? It was just kind of like this thing of like, "You're so funny." 
Um, but when we got up there and we got into the waters, I'm not kidding you. It was just like he was there tapping me on the shoulder. And, um, and so we had this 25 minute conversation with Da Vinci and in, and it was interesting because there were parts of it where I wasn't kind of there in a way where like my, my voice would drop an octave and, um, it would be Da Vinci speaking directly to Megan. <laughs> and then and then there were times that Da Vinci were giving me visuals and pictures and analogies and stuff where I would kind of interpret them. So it was a very different way of channeling than I ever have before. Uh, it was really cool. At the end of it, I was shaking. There was so much energy coming out of it. Um, and we were in the pools and we ended up recording it on audio. It was really cool and crazy. So anyway, but in that conversation... Da Vinci basically said to Megan, why do you put me on a pedestal? Why do you revere me? We are made of the same cloth. We have access to the same mind or we are of the, or we are of one mind or something like that. I can't remember exactly um, what he, what he said, but it was super interesting. And it started this conversation of like how much, how many times do we, revere people and make them above us you know that they are geniuses or and he is right i mean what he brought to the planet is incredible but the more that we um put him on the pedestal anyone on the pedestal any of our teachers any of our mentors any of our you know like i see this a lot in the metaphysical community i see this in access a lot where people put dane and gary and other access facilitators on a pedestal um and then it's you literally make yourself lower than right you make yourself below and there's this way of not being able to commune or to receive or to exchange when you do this above and below game. And it's been an interesting process for me, this thing, because I know based on my own experience, based on my own channeling or my own um, Akashic record work and work with other people that I've been a queen in a past life. And and it was like a, it, it wasn't called a queen. It was more of an indigenous tribe or society. But the bottom line was is that I did think that I was greater than. I did think that I was superior in that lifetime. And I killed people on the spot. And I literally felt like that I was, you know, had royal blood. So when I, this lifetime for years, I was super afraid of people perceiving me as being above or being entitled. And so I would minimize or diminish my light so that people wouldn't think that I was being better than them. So I was still playing this game of greater than and lesser than. And I see this all the time, all the time, all the time. And so what I love about this conversation is what have you cut off in the giving and receiving by being greater than or less than? And with people in your life now, but also in history with um, and how does that affect your creation? And that's really what we're talking about in this conversation is the creation that's possible when you see when you can give and receive without this idea of above and below. Mm. True, true. Mm. You know what? I was so impressed with how you brought that back onto our our topic matter because the because the the pre story of this is so big and we've actually 
condensed it by about 40 minutes, like like mm-hmm. all of the sort of things that led up to this. But, you know, what's really um, percolating my <laughs> water these days is the conversation of creation and how do we get there? How do we open our own personal codes of creation? So that creation mm-hmm. is like a joy. Like I think that the the coaching industry has done us a, a misservice because it's been so result-oriented, right? Like come learn to make six figures and this is how you do it. And, and everything has been about controlling the process so that you can control the outcome mm-hmm. instead of, like opening up the actual joy of creation, which, by the way, when we do that, the the results are beyond what we could possibly mm-hmm. fathom or try to put into some kind of box or container. And like, so this conversation, like one of the reasons I wanted to have a conversation with this consciousness is I want to learn whatever I can about creation, whatever I'm here to bring about creation and to actually uh, Ha- like, because here's the thing, right? If you if you're creating, say, I don't know, uh, an, you have an invention, and you like work really hard, and you try to manipulate and control, and like everybody told you this is what you're supposed to do, and you're just miserable for the three months you're trying to put your invention out there. Like, what mm-hmm. is that actually creating for the planet? What is it creating for you? And to me. If my process isn't as joyful as any result I might attain, I, I've missed the mark somewhere. And that's not to say that there aren't challenges in creation. Like you've had a few of those this week as you've been, mm-hmm. uh, Suzanne, as you've been like really leaning into what you're creating in the world. And like, w- I mean, we're talking about doing ongoing this, an ongoing conversation uh, with Da Vinci that will go into a book and that's like, ah, like there's all these like places and spaces where we come up against the resistance of creation. But the, th- mm-hmm. but the bottom line is that we are all like, we all have something to bring to the world. Um, we all have some, some creations to bring to the world, but we also have an energy about creation to bring to the world because at the end of the day, we're all creators we're creating our lives, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're mm-hmm. creating an experience of being a parent, whether you're creating a product, we are all creators. And when we create separation as creators from each other, then we end up, um, we end up shutting down actually what we're available for and what we actually can create. And there's mm-hmm. something that's been emerging in the Live Your Magic um, workshops uh, which the first one of the year is going to be in Dallas, boys and girls, March 23rd through the 25th. Um, but there's been a process that's been emerging for the last, I would say, three Live Your Magics, which is um, the communion of creation. And what I'm starting to realize is that when we actually create in communion, that the what we create is accelerated. And this above-below game keeps us from that, and it keeps us in the struggle of creation, and it keeps... Um, it keeps us limited in what we can be and what we can do in creation. So we're going to talk more better, more deeper about that when we come back from our break. We're going to back in just a minute. <laughs> Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. 
If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and change maker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with host Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today, and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. You know, we're starting the year 2018 talking about creation. And you know what I loved also about the conversation with Da Vinci was that he basically said to Megan, and I think that his message was create, 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 create. He kept saying that, create, 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 create. Like if and and just even the energy of creation changes the world. Um, he was saying it was just really remarkable. It was really fun to listen to the conversation afterwards. You know, on our way home from lava, um, and like the parts that I remembered and the parts that I didn't. But it was just so interesting because Megan was saying, "Well, what?" you know, like, what's the best thing that I could do or something? Or, you know, how do I, like, how do I change the world? You know, and he was just like, creation, create, 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 create. Like, creation is um, basically the antithesis of fear. And um, and that we live in fear um, instead of create. And so um, I really love that we're having this conversation. I was thinking on break, you know, when you're talking about, um, you know, what stops creation, this above and below game. I also think comparison does, too. You know, it's like this month I'm co-creating um, a class called Unleash Your Wild Women in Salt Lake City with Natalie Vartanian, who's been on the show a few times. And so I'm creating this um, this one-day workshop, and it's really interesting being in this process of enrollment because I find myself, in this place of like, is this workshop going to be like good like other workshops that are available? Because there's so 
awesome, awesomely enough, there's so many personal development choices today, right? And so many um, workshops and events and stuff that people can choose. And so I found myself in this place of being almost in fear or in comparison of like, uh, is ours good enough or is it going to be enough or am I good enough? Um, You know, especially, I mean, I've been coaching for a long time, but I haven't been doing a ton of facilitation, just me. So it's a very much a me stepping into a new arena and a new place in um, in my own talents, gifts, and capacities. And I've found that resistance, that fear of, like, am I going to be good enough, you know, which is basically, and in a way, partly why I've been in the shadows with Megan's facilitating, you know, in our eight, almost eight years together is because she's such an amazing facilitator. And so then you better believe I've compared myself to her and thought, is there even a possibility that what that I could bring something, you know, that would be amazing too. And, but then again, that is what stops creation. So, um, you know, I, this has been something that I've been living into and breathing and stepping into, especially in, in the last few weeks and especially as I'm co-creating with, um, with other people because I'm, I don't have, I'm, I'm not having her as kind of a crutch or as a way to kind of be in the shadows. Um, and so it's pushing me out into the limelight and into visibility and it's bringing up a whole bunch of stuff for me um, that's been really incredible and really challenging to lean into. Mm-hmm. Well, and I find that the reason we do do that is because we're actually don't want to deal with what would come up if we actually got our, you know, stepped into the ring and actually created, you know, it's like that. Um, I think it was Roosevelt that wrote like uh, the poem about, um, you know, those that kind of step onto the field in the ring and, and uh, Brene Brown um, did a version of it in her book. Um, I can't remember the name of the book that it was in now, but like, um, but basically it's like, you know, there's, if if it were really like easy, I mean, creation on the one hand is easy, but there's a lot of stuff that comes up for some of us. We've shut that down for lifetimes and there's just like stuff that we get to lean into and have fun with and expand into and, and like all of that with the process of creation. So in a way, when we do do comparison, when we do do the above and below game, we're actually trying to protect ourselves from having to look at and deal with those places and spaces where we've held ourselves back, where we've held ourselves small, where we're afraid to find out we're not good enough, but all of that. And if we actually were just to go, okay, that's it. I may, you, and the thing about it is, okay, I, I'm going to tell something about my uh, myself. I may have told this story on, on the air before, but I'll tell a really short version of it. But first, um, I used to do, I used to do all kinds of crazy shit, but one of the things that I, one of the the kinds of uh, processes that was super impactful for me was something called a ropes course. And that's where you go out in nature and there's facilitators and you like get challenged. Like you have to climb up poles and jump off them and, you know, walk on ropes and do all this trust balls and all kinds of stuff like that. And there was this one process, they called it the pucker pole. 
and you had to go all the way to the top and like literally like you're like 50 feet and you're standing on this little tiny board that's like two inches and there was like this ring hanging from a rope that's about 10 feet in front of you and you put a goal in that ring and then you jump for it. You're in a harness. But like even though you're in a harness, it's freaking terrifying to think about letting go of the damn tree, right? And the facilitator's below and... You know, she's like, okay, what is the ring for you? And I said, I want to be a world-class facilitator. And she said, mm-hmm. so what's in the way of that for you? And I said, um, I because I said like I want to be the best, and I'm afraid I'm not the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and see, I thought she was going to soothe me, but you know what? She mm-hmm. yelled up at me. She she put her she put her mouth like you know for to to. Uh, what what's the word to like expand that like make the sound louder and she said megan and i said what and she's like there's always gonna be somebody better than you and i was like oh shit like <laughs> like i was like okay like i and this was a family pattern and a message i got from my family is like if you're not the best you don't show up just don't even show up to the party if you're not going to be the best right and so i was like not I was not stepping into the game because of my fear of not being above everybody because I thought that was the only way to play. So then what I did was I put myself below everybody and make because I was like not better than them yet. I wasn't enough yet. Well, how could I be? I hadn't been I hadn't been in the ring actually playing the game so that I could actually get good at the game. You know? And so it's like that on the one hand it's like there's all there always is going to be somebody comes along that's shinier and whatever in your perception but that doesn't mean they're better it just means that they're they're the best at what they are they're the best at what they create they're the best at being them and what if we're all the best and what if there's no above mm-hmm. and below and we're all the best at what we're here to create mhm well yeah and that's i think the the interesting thing about this process and i feel like my journey in particular is that, I mean, I have literally changed my career, like my path, um, like half a dozen times, you know, like literally abruptly changed. Like I was, and I had my own consulting business and accounting consulting business and gave it up to be a personal trainer. I went from six figures to making $10 an hour at 24-hour fitness um, because I was so passionate about my own personal transformation. So I have literally like followed the weirdest career path ever and started over like been at quote the top and then came down to like the lowest rung on the ladder. Um, And many, many times, you know, because I was just following my passion, I was following my energy. And so it's been such an interesting process because, you know, there were some things that were really great for me to do for a time, but I feel like, in a way, I'm just at the age of 46, just starting to learn what my impact, what my ripple is on the world, like what it is that I uniquely get to bring and offer based on my experience and the huge variety of um, skills and history that I have, you know, and so and I think it's a never ending game. I feel like in some respects, you're doing the same thing. I feel like Live Your Magic last year was a culmination of so many years of you kind of learning 
tools and processes and then learning how to bring them out in your way that could really make the biggest impact and ripple on the world and that you're still in that conversation of what else and what, you know, almost like in a way fine tuning so there's, I think there's always in the creation game, there's always that process of being almost the advanced one or being the newbie um, and everywhere in, in between um, in your quest to make impact and to bring out what's inside of us. And I think Megan and I, we both are on the absolute path of full expression like that's one of our deepest values and part of the reason why we're in relationship is because we absolutely want to desire to juice this life experience and express who we are and everything inside of us in the biggest and best way and on a lot of that is through creation right mm. Yes. And I thought, and I, um, you know, when, when the message came that the reason that creation was so important is it's the antidote for fear. Like I, I get the truth of that, but like, it's interesting because most people, you know, most of what I've read over the years and stuff is like, love is the antidote for fear. Love your fear. Blah, blah, blah. And like, I would, ne mm -hmm. I could never like, I could never it didn't really turn the dial down on my fear that much. Mm -hmm. But like getting in creation, getting in action, getting in that full expression, that actually makes it so that it's like you're so engaged that you're actually not paying attention to your fear or something. I don't even know how to how to explain it other than it really is the antidote for fear. And I love what... Um, the other thing that he said is that the, even the word creation is so potent and so powerful mm -hmm. that if you said it a thousand times a day, your mm -hmm. vibration would be higher, the earth's vibration mm -hmm. would be higher, and you would create more. Just mm -hmm. saying the word, you know, and that mm -hmm. was really powerful for me because, yeah, there's some days like that I get frozen up. That I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have this big thing coming in. I've got to do these things for it. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> right? Nobody can probably relate this listening. Um, and like just to, to be able to just go create, 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 creation, 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 to actually call in the energy and the frequency of creation to start opening the door, to start melting the fear, to start shifting the energy in some way. Well, and I love, I, I mean, we've talked about this many times, but that's one of the reasons why I love um, having you be in my life is because you have so many ideas and you're in the energy of ideas, which ideas are like creation, right, and, um, and possibility. And so just having the idea um, is an energy, is almost like a spark. Um, and so... Uh-oh. I think uh, we <laughs> lost contact with Miss Suzanne. Um, okay. Cool. Hopefully, everybody can still hear me, and I will uh, I will begin to wax poetic 
<laughs> just as soon as I have something beautiful and profound to say. Actually, I do have something cool to say. Um, <laughs> hi, you're back. Hi, I'm back. It just went, bye now. <laughs> <laughs> I missed you. And I was I gone. You terribly. Yeah. I know. I'm 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 sorry about that. No, but I was I was trying to give you kudos. Apparently you didn't want to receive them or something. I don't know. <laughs> Damn it. No. <laughs> no, but I was saying that um I think there's a lot of idea generators um that are that have a challenging time with follow through and yet they and then they judge themselves for not following through and they almost shut down their ideas. Um and so I feel like many years ago, you really recognized the power of ideas and just allowing the ideas to flow. And I think that the conversation with Da Vinci was also an affirming of that because he was basically saying, you know, think a thousand ideas a day, you know, experiment. Like um, just the energy of idea is transformational. And yes, absolutely, there's ideas that want to be brought into fruition but to discount the idea just because it's an idea isn't helpful it's all relevant it's all good you know and so I love that I'm a good I feel like I'm a really good idea creator as well but I'm a really good follow-through um, and so it's been it's really fun to have both of those energies and to bring things to fruition you know like the alchemy of magic was I think it was an amazing program 21 day program that was so easy to create you know and i love our co-creation together and how easily we're learning to co-create together um and you know the combination of the energies of idea creation and follow through and actualization you know so the whole process is transformational not only for you as the individual but also for the planet and that's what i think in part he was saying as far as just saying the word create 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 being in the energy of creation is um such a game changer for our world and for us individually and to really claim that because when you claim yourself as a creator you own you begin to own your life and and one of the things I believe when we, like, you know, I, I come across so many people who are like, well, I'm not creative because they're looking at it as like, I, I don't do art or I don't do sculpture or whatever. But every single one of us is creating our life. That is creation. And like whatever it is, like whether you're setting up a house or you're, all of that is creation. And when you don't own that you're a creator, you're not owning your life. And and I actually really feel like a lot of people who won't own that they're creators, who won't own that they're creative, are actually resisting being in ownership of their life. And, like, how can actually having fun with creation and owning our creatorship actually allow us to own our life, to be the owner of our life, the creator of our life, not the victim of it, not the, like, <laughs> uh, passerby or standerby or the one in the in the stands watching life, but the one in our life, the one creating our life. And and there's something so mm-hmm. powerful about that, of owning, like, I am a creator. I create. That's what I do. That's what I am. That's what I be. I be creator, you know? And to really open that up and to see, like, hey, what is it that you're here to create? What is it that wants to be created through you? What? 
how does your being create? What does it want to create? And to really start just asking some questions and playing with that. And we're going to talk even more about that when we come back from break in just a minute. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to MeganSolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today, and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. We're talking about creation. <laughs> My favorite topic. You know, it's interesting because um, I've been going through some old journals lately and just kind of like trying to kind of clear out the space in my office and kind of looking at like kind of what um, – what wants to go forward into my future and what I need to let go of. And so I'm kind of going through some old journals and it's really, um, it's been really uh, enlightening actually to see the conversations I was having five, six, seven years ago about creation that are so like in line with like everything I'm about now. I mean, this was like prior to access prior, like I was still like coaching but it's like and I may have I may be tweaking the questions a little bit, but my quest to discover creation and me as a creator has really been there like forever. I think even like my conversations I used to have <laughs> with God in the tree when I was five was a version of me trying to see what creation was. Right. I mm-hmm. I used to when I was five years old, I would be in the tree and going, OK, all right. I tried to talk to God. I'd be God. Who's your God and who's their God? Like, where does it where does it all start? Like some everybody, every God has to have a God, you know, it's like I was trying to figure out creation, you know, and um, 
I I feel like um, like one of the things that I I took a couple of pictures of some things that I wrote in a journal, and I and I want to say that I want to share these, and maybe we can um, I can share these pictures on Weird on Air. If you're not on Weird on Air, you should um, ask to join. It's on Facebook, and it's really our group that we share um, little tools and processes with, and sometimes the conversation continues after the radio show. But um, this is what I wrote. I am a fearless creator of magical and fortunate turnabouts. And I was like, that's so fun, right? And it's like, what are you the creator of, right? And like the, uh, one of the other things that I wrote was, um, I choose to be the great and silly creator that I was destined to be. The great mm. and silly, right? And it's like, because that, like, because I think that because I have been silly, I didn't take my talent or what I was in a way that was actually like owning it right and so mm -hmm. like putting mm -hmm. those things together it's like you know uh what are you the creator of right what are you like what are the combinations of things you are as a creator that you could begin to create and like maybe just like start with the prompt of what am I the creator of and like journal that Do you know bit. honestly Honestly, yeah. when I even ask that question, what are you the creator of? Like, mm -hmm. I literally feel like this, it's like this huge, almost overwhelming block of like, yeah, like that. <laughs> like, I, it doesn't, it, it feels really restrictive in my, or constrictive in my body. It doesn't feel expansive in my body. What are you the creator of? I feel, I feel like, I'm trying to come up with some kind of answer, and I have no idea what I'm the creator of. Can you, like, speak to that? Because, like, I would actually say, like, I feel like I own that I'm a creator and that I'm the creator of my life, and I feel like I create a lot. But when you ask that question, I'm like, whoa, I have so much resistance to it. But you just answered it. I'm, the, I'm a big creator, and I'm the creator of my life. Okay. So cool. well, so it's like not like a specific energy that I'm the creator of. Well, try you know on. I mean? I'm the creator. Possibly. I'm I am the creator of a big life because that's basically what you just said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm the creator, creator of a big life. Yeah. And how does that mm -hmm. feel? What is the energy of that? That feels really amazing. Yeah. I feel like that. What I'm, what I'm trying, I feel like it's a question of what are you the creator of that you haven't realized yet or something. You know what I mean? And so I'm trying to come up with what am I the creator of that I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, you got to start with what you know. Mm -hmm. So, cool. I, yeah, I like that, actually. Right? So, so maybe that could be even a process of like all the ways, all of what I know that I'm the creator of, right? Yes. Like writing it so down. So what do you know? Everything that I what do, do you, know. Mm -hmm. What do you know that you're the creator of? Just three things off the top of your head. You, hey, you, creator of a big life. What are you the creator of? Well, I'm a creator of amazing travel and luxurious experiences all over the world. I'm a creator of that. Mm -hmm. And I'm a creator of, I'm a creator of three amazing badass children i'm part of creator of that 
and I'm a creator and I'm an entrepreneur. So I'm a creator of business. I'm a creator of lots of different types of businesses and commerce in the world. And I'm a creator of um, doing money in a different way of bridging third dimension and fifth dimension ways of doing money. I'm a creator of that. And I'm a creator of growing. I'm a creator of, um, I'm a a creator of a life that's ever expanding and changing. And do you see how, like, when you started with what you knew, how it just everything mm-hmm. came from that? Like, I, I, like, I asked you for three things. I think you said five things, and I think you could have kept talking. Mhm, mhm. Right. So it's like yeah. what's mm-hmm. right in front of you that you know that you know. And when you start with mm-hmm. what you know, and you start acknowledging, and, and this is a very similar thing as we were talking about earlier about if you don't acknowledge what you are creating then how are you going to create more how are you going to expand that if you're dismissing your creations as less than or not very good or whatever like it was really interesting to look at this year in my creator preneur club I asked everybody to write out what they created this year and all this resistance of blah 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 came up and and one of the reasons I asked them to do that is that, like, when I looked at it, I thought, you know, well, you know, like, you and I have had a really, there's been a lot of emotional stuff, and I feel like I've been doing relationship drama and blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't create very much this year, but I was like, oh, my gosh, like, somebody posted in the Live Your Magic grad site, like, this was the year, like, 2017 is the best year ever. It's when Live Your Magic got created. I'm like, oh, my God, I created Live Your Magic one year ago today, like, not today, but, like, Live Your Magic was not even created yet. Like, isn't that mm-hmm. crazy to think about? It did. It wasn't even a thought yet. And so mm-hmm. it's like one of the things. Like, and and it went. I took it to five different cities, you know. And I had two best-selling books. And Phase Two of Magic School got created. And you know, and like we went to Italy. And like I was like, oh my gosh, like all of these things got created. And as soon as I acknowledged that. I was like, there was just this expansive energy that came in, and I was like, oh, well, what could I create <laughs> minus drama? You know, like, what what's available now? And, and I think that, it, like, I would really invite um, everybody who's listening now or in the future to just start a, start a journal prompt. What are you the creator of? And just go and go and go and write and write and start where you are. Start with what you know. If you created a kid, then that's where you start. It's like the only thing you know you created, write that down. Look around your house. You know, like if I look around my house, like that's like if you wrote a journal entry, that is a creation. If you write an email that has not been in the world before, that is a creation. Like I think that, I think when I first asked you that question, I think you went to this sort of like big beyond place of like, oh, what is that? Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. and that's what we do with creations. We make it esoteric. We make it this mm-hmm. really big thing when it's actually very like what's right in front of you that you have been creating. Yes, it is a big thing. It's a huge thing, you know, and that that 
you know, piece that I wrote about like um I'm the I'm the fearless creator of magical turnabouts, you know, like that came from just a, a whole journal series of looking at like things that I had created. And then like mm-hmm. I just named it. That's all I did was I named it, but I was I was actually writing down very just specific things that I had created. And so where are we making um, creation um, complicated when it's really just bring something into the world that hasn't been before? This conversation is a creation. I don't know what I'm going to say next to you. Nope. Sure enough, not. <laughs> sure enough, not. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fun part. Mm-hmm. That's a total fun part. So I'm like so like it's so important, I think, to really own that we're creators and to really own that we're creating our life and to like really look at that and like like to expand that and to grow that of like we're creating it. All of life is an improv. You know, like one of my favorite sayings, I should hashtag this, don't improve your life, improv it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and it's like we're so worried about improving, which is really just trying to control an outcome. It's we've decided that there's certain boxes that aren't checked and we've got to like continue to work on ourselves and improve ourselves to check those boxes off. Well, what if you actually just created your life moment to moment and just like, oh, I really wanna- like. I'd really Go ahead. Like to just even say that out loud. I am a creator. I am mm-hmm. a creator. I am a creator. Mm-hmm. And everything that comes up around that, all the resistance, all of the Pez Juniors, DJCCs, can we uncreate and destroy all that? Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine tricks, boys, and beyond. I am a creator. I am a creator. When I say that, I feel all this energy in my heart. I feel like an uprising energy in my heart because I. Oh, <laughs> we lost Suzanne again with only seconds to go. So next week, I'm going to say this while she's not can't listen or interrupt, is that I think we're going to do another show on creation. And there was a magical process we were going to do with you to actually connect you with the great creators from the planet. And we're going to do that next week. And she can't even say we can't. Okay. You guys, I see you next week. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time. 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.